Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here in the VEASAN studio with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. Lots of action went down over the weekend besides the PGA drama. We also had a Julio Jones trade actually go through over the weekend. The Falcons announced that the team has agreed to terms on a trade that will send Julio Jones to the Titans. Atlanta gets Tennessee's second-round pick in 2022 and fourth-round pick in 2023. The Titans get Jones and Atlanta's sixth-round pick in 2023. So it turns out no first-round pick given to them at all. What do you think of this move, Matt? Well, I think it's going to be a beneficial move for the Titans offense. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, you you put him on the field with A.J. Brown, and you got a pretty explosive wide receiver tandem, and I think Tennessee is going to be improved. And it it does change the discussion a little bit in the uh, AFC North because I thought the Colts were clear favorites in that division Mm -hmm. uh, going into it. Now you add Julio Jones, and I think you have to look at the Titans a little bit differently in a a better light. Uh, I don't think it changes things dramatically, though. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk to Vinny about the odds adjustment. I'm not sure there would be much of an odds adjustment, but I would give the Titans more of a shot to win the AFC North. Uh, instead of the Colts, possibly. Yeah, and you know, in the division, the Colts are still about minus a dime from even money. They were bet. Uh, the Titans went from 7 to 5, so plus 140 to plus 120 now. Biggest adjustment, though, came in the Super Bowl futures, where uh, the Titans went uh, from 50 down to 30, and conversely, the Falcons from 60 to 75. Right. Matt, I know you are usually a pretty good uh, GM, if I do say so myself, so how would you kind of rank this trade? Who do you think won in this trade? The Titans? 
Titans probably. Yeah. Thanks, Danielle, for the compliment. But, uh, <laughs> I would say because they did not have to give up a first-round pick, you have to take on um, a sizable contract, right. which is not easy. But, again, when you're getting uh, one of the more explosive playmakers in the NFL, uh, you're going to have to give up something. Mm-hmm. But the key is, and the Falcons were trying to float it out there, that they had an offer of a first-round pick on the table. Michael Lombardi of Sin called BS on that. And, and he, he was, was right. correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was not a first-round pick on the table because you looked at what you have to take on with Julio Jones in relation to money, and you just can't give up a first-round pick. So I think the Titans uh, – I'll say the Titans won the deal, but the Falcons uh, – it's not like uh, the Falcons uh, took a lopsided loss in this. They were, they were looking to move Julio, get something in return, and they had to move on. It looks like that was the best offer they could get. We also have NBA action going on tonight. We'll have a game two first. It's the Bucks and the Nets. The Nets lead the series one to zero. Uh, no Harden tonight for the Nets, though. Brooklyn took the mm-hmm. opener here, game one, 115 to 107. They covered as a three and a half point favorite despite losing Harden in the first minute of the game due to a hamstring injury. How do you think the Nets are going to look tonight without him? Bucks are a one point favorite, even as a uh, away team here. Yeah, you know, I don't like the line move either. I was talking right before the show. I'm going to drop two names, Vinny. I was before the show. I was Name talking drop. to Two guys in the South Point Sportsbook named Keith Glantz and Bruce Marshall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they I've asked, heard of those guys. They asked me about this uh, game tonight, and I said I liked the Bucks, but that was a plus two and a half. I don't like the Bucks now that they've moved to the favorite. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a lopsided action on the road favorite with uh, no James Harden. Uh, so it changes the way I look at this game quite a bit. I went from wanting to bet the Bucks at two and a half, I should have probably bet it at mm-hmm. the time, to not wanting to bet the game at all at this point. I talked with NBA senior uh, betting analyst JVT today before the show, and he, he basically said the same thing. Now that this line has swung to Bucks minus one, he's actually looking to play the Nets. He thinks they should still be favored without Harden. Mm-hmm. This is a game where uh, the uh, first game, four and a half, uh, Nets were favored, right? And uh, closed four and went back and forth between four and five. But this one opened two, and now it's been all Bucks money up to one right here. I think you're going to see some more seasoned betters look to take whatever they can with the Nets here. So you think we're going to keep seeing some movement maybe leading mm-hmm. up to game time? Right. We'll see a little bit more Bucks, but at some uh, some we get closer to tip off, you'll see uh, you'll see Nets money. We also have Nuggets at Suns. Game one going on. The Suns, a five-point favorite. Total sitting around 221 and a half. That one at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, The Suns, big news, eliminated the Lakers, the 2020 NBA champions, in six games in the first round. Uh, Chris Paul, of course, was dealing with a shoulder injury, kind of limited him, but Devin Booker scored 47 points in the series, clinching game six. He averaged 29.7 points per game in that series. Uh, The Nuggets also defeated the Trailblazers in six games as well. Which side do you like more for this game tonight? Well, if you look at the uh, the betting so far, Suns from four and a half up to five. A very deep team, much deeper than the Lakers, and they proved that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nuggets resilient themselves. This is going to be a great betting series, and uh, they're going to love to bet the points in this game, as you mentioned, up a couple of points on the total. All right, Matt's going to give us his take on the other side here. Stick with us. We have NBA, NHL, golf, and more coming up on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here in the VSIN studio with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo, loaded guest slate for us today. In just a couple minutes, we're going to have Dave Koken from ESPN Radio join us, professional handicapper. And we're going to have John Anik on a little bit later to talk all things UFC. At the top of the next hour, rather, we'll have Jimmy Vaccaro in studio. Matt. 
All right, thanks, Danielle. You will be running this show for the rest of the week. Yeah, I'll try not to burn it down. Thank you. It'll be fun. Tuesday through Friday, I'll Strong. be back with Mitch Moss and Follow the Money. So it's going to be Danielle, Vinny, and a cast of uh, expert handicappers like JVT, Wes Reynolds, and Aaron Renning. Yeah. They're just spreading you around the network, buddy. My guys in the dust. You're everywhere. That's outstanding. Mitch Moss needs a co-pilot, man, and I, I'm up all night. So uh, well, you I can don't fill sleep. So what, yeah, perfect. exactly. Right. We uh, never close. You never sleep. Perfect. Vinny, uh, Vinny, it was a pretty busy betting weekend. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk horse racing, mm-hmm. obviously hockey, baseball, and golf, and a lot more uh, later in this show today. But uh, let's tip it off right here with the NBA before we have Dave Koken join us. And uh, obviously, two games on the board tonight in the playoffs. Milwaukee Bucks now favored on the road at Brooklyn. Uh, what have you seen in terms of a move on the line or the total? So, Matt, the adjustment on the opening number down to two, right? We used four and a half uh, in game one. James Harden goes out. We used two here. Uh, they took everything uh, from two, one and a half, one. Uh, they even laid pick with the Bucks, and now the Bucks are one point favorites in this game. Two thirty-seven for the total, even without Harden. Uh, the total's up two and a half points. So, uh, public loves, to, as we know, to bet the uh, bet the totals and bet them over. And uh, uh, and I got it, especially uh, with two team parlays. All about the Bucks right now. I think, Matt, uh, you'll see some uh, more experienced, more seasoned betters look to take the Nets in this game as we get closer to tip-off, if it, especially if it gets higher than one. Typically, when the line swings like that, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to be on the uh, you don't want to be on the road favorite. To start it out as a mm-hmm. road dog, and the Bucks were catching two and a half, moved to one. Is that line move? Mostly, it's mostly due to James Harden's absence, right? Well, yeah, and it, again, we adjusted the opening number uh, a couple of uh, two and a half points, yeah. uh, and you know, and then, but uh, as far as the move now, uh, a three point move to the Bucks is one point favorites. It's all money. All right, and the second game tonight, Denver and Phoenix with the Suns favored by five, and uh, the Nuggets off a. Um, Pretty impressive performance in the opening round series against Damian Lillard and the Blazers. Matt, this was uh, that was a that was an entertaining series, uh, particularly if you if you like points. I think this one sets up to be a very entertaining series as well. Remember, the Suns became a very popular team, uh, particularly in the last uh, couple of months of the season. And when you look at uh, liability with uh, with futures, there's more liability with them because there were double digits at one point. But uh, the Suns. Played great. They were, you know, much deeper than the Lakers, particularly on the inside, uh, and that's mm-hmm. where, you know, with the, with the uh, Anthony Davis injury, that compounded things. And uh, the Lakers just could; they had no answers there. This is a game that opened with the Suns as four and a half point favorites. It's up to five. In fact, they're uh, two to one favorites, Matt, uh, in the uh, 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 in the series price. They did take. We opened them two forty down to two dollars, uh, so they did take uh, two to one in uh, one ninety. Uh, with the uh, the Nuggets early, but uh, that's also, I think, got to do with uh, the folks that have tickets on the Suns in terms of the future book. Total on this one, Matt, 221.5, which is also up a couple of points off the opener. All right, yeah, Suns series price at Circus Sports, minus $2, Nuggets plus 175. It's the same price here? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And Bucks nets with the Brooklyn up one game in the series. Circa has Nets minus 185, Bucks plus 160. And again, no yeah. James Harden. For game two. Let's bring in Mr. Baseball, Dave Koken, professional handicapper out of Las Vegas. Follow him on Twitter at Dave Koken. And he's a happy man today because his Red Sox just swept the Yankees, embarrassed the Yankees in a three-game series over the weekend. Dave, uh, let's start with, let's start right there. What's going right for the Red Sox and what's gone wrong for the Yankees? 
Well, what's gone right for the Red Sox is they've got a very versatile roster, and they've got the right manager for that in Alex Cora, who incorporates every piece he's got. He uses the entire team. A lot of chemistry, uh, good chemistry with the squad, squad, which they didn't have last year. It was a complete throwaway season. And they're playing good ball. I mean, they, they're feeling it right, right now, and things are going right for them. And it looks like they might stick around as far as contending goes. I, I mean, if, if they fall apart, well, not fall apart. If they, if they slip back to some extent, I'm not going to be shocked because I still don't think it's a great roster. But I guess I'm not going to be totally surprised if they hang around either, uh, although they're not the best team in the division. That's Tampa Bay. Dave, uh, Vinny here, good to, good to have you with us. And, of course, they have Pavetta going tonight, too, and this game yep. is uh, up uh, through $2 already here at the South Point. We're up to 210 But I think one of the uh, things to keep in mind with the Red Sox, and uh, Matt and I were talking about this last night, is if they continue to be a factor in that division, they're going to be buyers. And, uh, you know, you, get, you look at somebody like a Max Scherzer, uh, who's probably on their radar right now, but uh, as, as they stay close – uh, I think that they become buyers and uh, remain in contention uh, with with Tampa Bay. We knew that Toronto was going to be better. Of course, the Yankees are always a factor. Uh, but do you see the Red Sox, if they continue to stay close, uh, being buyers and uh, probably addressing pitching more than anything else? I think they would be going after pitching, and it's going to be, I think, a buyer's market for pitchers. Uh, Scherzer obviously is the, the elite guy, but you've got Marquez, uh, who – Everybody's available on the Rockies, even though he's got a pretty team-friendly contract through, uh, I think, 2024. You've got Kyle Gibson, who added a pitch to his arsenal. He's been absolutely terrific for the Texas Rangers this year. I think the Rangers could be looking to move him because his value is never going to be higher than it is now. So if the Red Sox are in the market for starting pitching, there's going to be some guys out there, some good guys, and they'll go after somebody. I'm writing about the Yankees topic this week for the New York Post and Point Spread Weekly. And, Dave, I talked with you and Vinny about this story last night. And you said, for the Yankees, it's not a one-player fix. Uh, what does Brian Cashman have to do to reload this roster and fix some of the flaws? I, there's just so many flaws. They're hitting 229 as a team. The WRC plus, weighted runs created plus, which I think is a really important offensive statistic. They're, you know, middle of the pack and, and on the low end of the middle of the pack. There's just not a lot of offense with this team right now. And I don't know how you necessarily fix that because one, one addition is not going to change that starting pitching. You got a stud and Garrett Cole and the rest of the rotation's Okay. Um, it's not great, but it's, it's certainly serviceable, but unless the start, some of the offensive pieces start to click, I think this team's just going to be a middle of the pack team. And I don't know that there's a lot Cashman can do to fix it, especially with the, payroll being where it is right now they don't have all that much flexibility and that's going to be a problem for the Yankees so it's starting to look like it might be a really disappointing season for one of the big favorites Yankees ranked 27th in the majors and runs per game ahead of only the Mets Tigers and Pirates how about that for a team that basically ranked in the top five in runs per game the previous uh, four seasons all right Dave Koken with us take a look at tonight's board Vinny mentioned it Nick Pavetta uh, the price is up. Uh, he is facing Zach Thompson of the uh, Marlins. It was supposed to be Pablo Lopez. We've got a pitching change, Dave. How does that change the way you look at tonight's game? At the South Point, total of 10, shaded over minus 120, Boston minus $2. Well, it knocked out a play for me because I was going to take a first five play. In fact, I had already made the play on the Marlins. I thought, you know, this is a spot where it, it's not as prevalent in pro sports as in college where we know we can identify what appears to be clear letdown spots in college football and college basketball. 
But it does happen on occasion in the pros. And I thought we had one tonight with the Red Sox coming off a big three-game sweep uh, at New York, uh, beating the Yankees and beating them on Sunday night and traveling back, facing a Marlins team that's been losing a lot of games lately. Non-league game, interleague game. I I thought this was a spot where Boston might be a little bit flat. And a good pitcher like Pablo Lopez on the mound, not a bad spot to take a nice price with the Marlins. Unfortunately, uh, Lopez is not going to go. They're going to go with Zach Thompson. He's been pitching out of the bullpen with mixed results. Good walk-to-strikeout ratio, but uh, some of the other stuff isn't real good. And he's basically been a career minor leaguer. Uh, it was with the White Sox organization going back to 2014 and never even got a cup of coffee in the majors. So I wouldn't expect that he's going to be out there for very long. It's going to be a bullpen game for the Marlins. I think those are really tough to handicap because you don't know what the rotation is going to be like. And to me, I, I just have a tendency to stay away from games where I know it's going to be a bullpen game, and that's the case here. Dave, you got uh, two other games only on the uh, on the light schedule today. You got one in uh, uh, California, the Angels, with Dylan Bundy, who's yet to win a game. Oh boy! And uh, they're going against uh, Core, who's looks like he's making his uh, major league uh, uh, making his start, his first start. Uh, you have any opinion on this game? Uh, because we know the Angels have been a disappointment, although the injuries haven't helped them. No, they haven't. And Dylan Bundy's probably not 100%. Uh, he's not pitching well at all. So there's really no way I can line up on the Angels' side. And I'm really reluctant to take debuting uh, pitchers. This, mm-hmm. He hasn't even had uh, an inning or two in relief, just something to get there. If you look at how these debuting pitchers have done, if their first appearance is a start this season, it's been pretty bad. I think it's 3-11 and 11, uh, for, their, for their teams. There have been a few good outings, but mostly not good. Collar is an interesting guy. Uh, his status is definitely, his stock has definitely gone up. Uh, he's got a good fastball, and his out pitches has changed. Uh, he's been basically just a two-pitch guy. The reports are that he's added a, uh, his, he's had some improvement with his breaking ball, but uh, I don't know. At the minor league level and the major league level, those are two different things. If his breaking ball comes around, he looks like he'll be a middle-of-the-rotation guy. If it doesn't, he'll end up being a bullpen piece. Haven't seen him, obviously, so I'm going to watch that game tonight kind of make it a, uh, an assessment of what he's got and then hopefully uh, uh, be able to go on him or against him down the road. Dave Koken tweeted about that last night, the 13th pitcher to make his uh, major league debut uh, this season, uh, at least debut in a start, and the team record is 3-9 and nine in he those 12 nine. spots. Uh, one of the recent successes was Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays against the Yankees, uh, by the way. Okay, the Padres... Off a couple of losses tonight at home against the uh, Chicago Cubs. Albert Alzale against Ryan Weathers, uh, the lefty for the Padres, and they are Vinny's slight favorites here, right? Yeah, the uh, $1.13 now, Matt. So a seven cent move to the Cubbies, another surprise team in baseball this year. Dave? They are a bit of a yeah. surprise. Um, I, I, uh, the Cubs were in dire straits, uh, were predicted for this team, and they're going to be selling at the deadline. And. Mm-hmm. It uh, looks like that might not be the case necessarily. And one of the good things for them has been Alzali, who's done a nice job for them. He's had several good starts, uh, and uh, including one against the Padres. Now, the bad news is the Padres are seeing him for the second time very quickly. And that's usually more of an advantage for the hitters because they have a little better handle on what to expect. Same thing could be said for Weathers, pitching for the Padres. Uh, he's, he's been tough. And Weathers usually, they, they get him out of there about 80, 90 pitches in. So he's not a guy who's going to pace himself looking to go seven innings. Uh, he's going to let it hang out early. Padres need to get back on track after kind of a difficult stretch. 
Might be a spot where I, the Padres are able to do it. I didn't bet the game, but I would lean San Diego here. All right, Padres two games back to the Giants in the NL West. The Dodgers three back, and Walker Bueller starts tomorrow uh, for the Dodgers when you have uh, a full baseball schedule. Today, only three games. All right, let's talk hockey with Dave Koch. And Vinny, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of discussion on Twitter. How do the Islanders win? How, how do they win? Do they do it with smoke and mirrors? They, I think they do it with toughness. Islanders tied up with the Bruins 2-2 in the series. What's the line for tonight's game? New York at Boston. Uh, the Bruins, Matt, up to $1.85. So a 15-cent move off the opener of $1.75 over now uh, at 30. So they're betting this game a little bit uh, over. And then the uh, Bruins plus $1.45. Uh, if you think they can cover this puck line, which has uh, been proven to be challenging against these tough, <laughs> tough Islanders. Uh, Islanders, can they pull it off in this series, Dave? And uh, how do you think tonight's game uh, plays out? That was a great win for the Islanders in game four because yeah. I, I, it, as the game was progressing, it looked like one of those games that they're going to come close, but Boston's going to find a way to pull it out. And instead it was the Islanders. Barzell had a great game, and, uh, and they got back to square. In the series, the Brewers are still the better hockey team, and I think going back home, I'd have to give them the edge. However, from a betting standpoint, I think that line's a little bit steep. I would make it less than that. So, from a, a value standpoint, you could make a case for the Islanders, but I'm not a value guy if I don't think the team's going to win the game. So, I'm not interested in taking the price of the Islanders, and I don't want to lay the price with the Bruins. Opinion on the game: Boston wins and takes a three-two lead. All right, Vinny, tonight the Canadians trying to close out the Winnipeg Jets up 3-0 in the series. Yep, and uh, Montreal, $1.50, Matt, on the opener. Move to the Jets here, right? Because they can't possibly get swept, so it's uh, a $1.40, 5.5, under 40, so uh, on the verge of a 5 in this game here. And uh, Canadians, $1.75 on the uh, the puck line, down a couple of, about 10 cents. I'll follow up with a question, Vinny. I mean, this is a game where, to me, the public is going to line up on the Montreal side, I mean, especially coming right back after last night, Winnipeg didn't look good in the game. They kind of looked almost like they were lacking focus in the first period. Uh, that's the sign of a team that might be ready to toss the towel in. And I'm surprised that the line moved down. So is that sharp money that's showing up on the Jets? A little bit, uh, but not. Uh, I think it's a wait-and-see approach. I think uh, actually more casual fans uh, in terms of that, uh, in, t- in terms of taking that, uh, uh, that initial 40 cents. All right, less than 60 seconds to go here. Quick take on Vegas, Colorado, Game 5. Vinny, what's the number? And, Dave, what's your uh, quick analysis? Vinny? Oh, uh, the uh, uh, the Avalanche, Matt. Dollar, uh, dollar forty-five here, five and a half on the total. I expect the Avalanche to come out on fire tomorrow. So the bet for me, Colorado in the first period. Not sure they can put the Knights away for 60 minutes at this point. Golden Knights are playing the better hockey in this series. But I think early on tomorrow, you're going to see the Avalanche firing on all cylinders, going for it big time in the first period. I'll go money line first period on the Avalanche. All right, that's Tuesday night, that game between uh, the Golden Knights and Avalanche. Dave Koken, appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Good to see you guys. Dave, longtime voice on ESPN Radio in Las Vegas, professional handicapper, great with baseball and hockey. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> Vinny, Good. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, including the Julio Jones trade. Let's yes. do that next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the never, Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. <laughs> now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny, let's talk football. Yeah, buddy. Big let's trade over the weekend where mm-hmm. the Falcons finally <clears throat> part ways with Julio Jones. They send him to the Tennessee Titans. 
uh, Julio's uh, contract guaranteed for the season of $15.3 million. So the Falcons were trying to find some cap mm-hmm. relief, and they got it. Uh, they did not get the first-round pick they wanted. They received a second- and fourth-round pick, also sent a sixth-rounder to Tennessee. Who's the winner? Is there a loser? Uh, the Titans look like winners in this trade right now, but we'll see how it plays out. Julio Jones mm-hmm. is 32 years old. He only had three receiving touchdowns last season. I still think he's an impact guy who's going to shift numbers a little bit, but it's not going to be much. Uh, can you talk about what the South Point did with Titans odds, and what about in week one? Matt, if you look at the uh, the division where the uh, the Colts opened as even money favorites, they're now six to five. So you've the, I'm sorry, five to six. So minus one twenty. Uh, in the division now, the Titans were the second choice at plus 140 or seven to five. They're six to five now, so plus 120. There was the change there. The biggest change, though, Matt, uh, came in the Super Bowl futures, where the uh, uh, the Titans went from 50 to one to 30 to one. Conference-wise, 25 to 15. Falcons are now uh, up, though. I mean, we raised them uh, from eight to one uh, to 10 to one. Uh, they're up from 60 to 75. In, uh, in terms of the Super Bowl futures. Interestingly enough, Matt, neither game in week one, Titans at home against the Cardinals, still holding his two-and-a-half-point favorites, has not moved. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Falcons at home against the Eagles, four-point favorites, hasn't been a move there yet either. So neither of those uh, have, uh, have been uh, played just yet. These are uh, Titans betting angles before and after the trade for Julio Jones, and they are via BetMGM. And uh, this... Tweet was sent out as well at VSEN over the weekend by Ben Fox. The Titans go from 40 to 1 to 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They go from 22 to 1 to 12 to 1 to win the AFC. And now to win the AFC South before the trade, plus 110 after plus 105. Some minuscule move there on the division numbers. I still like the Colts to win the division, yes. but you have to take this Titans offense a lot more seriously now that uh, Julio Jones is out there with A.J. Brown and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Now they. Arthur Smith, who was the offense coordinator, is gone. He's the Falcons' head coach, ironically. But uh, would you agree that the Colts are still going to probably go into the season as the division favorites? But this, it looks like a two-team race. Yeah, it's it's between these two, Matt. I mean, there's going to be a lot of sentimental pick for the for the Jaguars, right? We're already seeing those uh, types of bets, and of course, Houston uh, is is a, is a mystery. Frankly, we don't know what's uh, what's going to happen with the Texans. But yeah, it's a uh, a two-horse race here. No pun intended. The Colts. Uh, again, move 20 cents to them as uh, minus 120 favorites. The Titans, hey, uh, uh, now plus uh, plus 120. It's going to be great to see these two teams uh, go against each other, right, uh, twice uh, this upcoming season. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun to uh, to watch as well. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the way we've got it laid out right now, and I think everybody feels the same way, that uh, these are the two contenders for the AFC South. Texans look like they might be the worst team in the NFL. We'll see how the Deshaun Watson situation plays out. It looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback. And even if the Jaguars take a giant leap, they have a long way to go from 1-15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Colts and Titans at the top of the AFC South. I saw this. Uh, it might surprise some people. At NFL on CBS, Ryan Tannehill's NFL ranks since 2019. Passer rating, second, 110.6. Yards per pass attempt, first, 8.55. TDs per pass attempt percentage, second, 7.2. And that's of uh, 32 quarterbacks have thrown at least 500 or more passes. Uh, you, I think most people would be surprised that Ryan Tannehill ranks in the top two in those three categories. So yeah. the Titans uh, have the offensive potential. Here's why I like the Colts better. 
Colts have a much better defense. The Titans' defense is soft. Matt, you hit you hit on the head. Uh, hit it on the head. Look, the Titans are going to say, well, you know what? We'll just we'll play with you. Uh, we're just going to outscore you. But uh, as the season progresses, you're going to have to play defense. And if you get to the postseason, we all we know that uh, you've got to be able to stop people. So there's no doubt about it that the Colts are the better team overall. Both offenses can score points. Uh, but the Colts, as you mentioned, with the better defense, and that's why they're the favorites, and that's why folks have bet them to even a bigger favorite. And there's going to be questions about the Colts and Carson Wentz. What sure. can he do? Can he make a comeback uh, for the Colts from his mm-hmm. disappointing uh, ending uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles? Does the Julio Jones deal do anything to win totals? Probably minor adjustment in the price. The uh, the Falcons, Matt, uh, just a 10 cent. They were 7.5 over 30. They're 7.5 over uh, minus 120 now. And uh, the Titans... Now nine over the favorite. Wide receivers don't do a lot to move the numbers in the NFL. Neither do running backs. It's uh, mostly quarterbacks making the big moves in the numbers. Hey, quick break. We're going to talk about uh, a betting controversy of of sorts in golf over the weekend and some college football numbers posted by Chris Andrews. Danielle Avari, we have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. So you can start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny, we talked about this last night on the phone a little bit. Yep. And um, John Rahm had to withdraw from uh, the memorial after the uh, third round. He had a six-stroke lead. At some spots, he was minus 1,200 live at that point. Going into the final round, when he walks off the 18th green, uh, he is met by uh, the tournament officials who say, you have a positive COVID test, you have to withdraw from the tournament. I, first of all, I can't believe that they made that yeah. revelation to him on live TV. Mm-hmm. Wait till he walks back into a tent. Uh, but aside from handling it poorly, it's just a bad beat for a lot of betters who had John Rom. Now, mm-hmm. books are going to handle this differently, and we've seen this. Ben Fox of Beeson wrote a story about it over the weekend. Books that paid John Rom winners uh, outright after the third round. Now, he could have blown it in the fourth round, of shot a 77, and uh, who knows what it would have happened. But uh, with a six stroke lead, I guess you call it good karma payouts from DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet, William Hill. Most of those books, Rom closed out at about 12 to 1. So a bad beat payout from those books on Rom. So lucky betters uh, still get paid on Rom, but it was handled differently. I know at Circa, at the Westgate Superbook, and here at the South Point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we paid the winner, Matt. Patrick Cantley. I mean, Paying so these these places and again it's their choice. I respect their decision on uh, 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 on their part from their uh, perspective. So they paid two winners on an event. Um, look, the stipulation again. I always always point these out. It's know the house rules, know the stipulations. Once a golfer tees off for an event, you have action on that golfer. Um, we've seen injury. 
James Harden went down in the first quarter the other day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, all bets, they go. Now, if you want to get off in the, you know, on the end game and things like that, you see injuries occur all the time. Pitching changes was our pitching change today in, in, in the Red Sox game. Uh, now, obviously, you have the ability uh, at, uh, at some places to, uh, to bet listed pitchers. Uh, our philosophy is this. Uh, you try to address all situations. And in this case, in the golf tournament, uh, we, uh, uh, all bets were action. He did tee off. We paid Patrick Cantley at 20-1. Uh, to yeah, Cantley twenty to one here at the South Point as high as twenty two to one in some places, mm-hmm. but Cantley beats Colin Morikawa in a playoff, and I had Colin Morikawa. But I tell you what, I'm not going to complain. Colin was weak down the stretch in that mm-hmm. tournament. He was playing not to lose. Cantley made a couple of huge putts, and uh, he pulled it out in the playoff. Brady Cannon of Easton uh, lucked into a Cantley winner uh, there, but Brady will take it, and he's not going to apologize because let's face it. As better as you cannot expect to be paid off in a situation like John Rahm. That's, you're just lucky that these sports books are willing to, um, to do this. I, I, I think it's kind of like uh, customer acquisition, right? There, there's the new, some of the newer sports books in the market are trying to gain favor with the betters. Well, yeah, Matt. I mean, and again, uh, however folks want to, uh, to spend, uh, spend their money, uh, that's entirely, entirely up to them. Uh, from our perspective here, um, you know that's how uh, how it's been handled. That's how I, w- I always mm-hmm. handled it uh, in uh, when I was running books at Caesars. We just follow the house so, rules. Well, that's it. House rules and the, stipulations. If he doesn't uh, finish the tournament and win, it's hard to pay him out. Well, yeah, listen, we've, we've <laughs> seen we've seen teams, we've seen players blow leads, right? Uh-huh. How many times you see a uh, a, a golfer blow uh, blow a, 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 a six? We haven't what? Somebody's ever blown a six stroke lead it before? Certainly happened. So uh, you know, but again. Uh, I respect the decision of those places if sure. that was uh, theirs to do. Also respect the decision here to uh, uh, to be consistent with uh, with the house rules and the house stipulations. I think it's great for the betters if those books want to do sure. that. That's fine, but yeah. uh, I would not expect it as a better. Hey, when I bet college basketball futures on Villanova and Michigan, and those teams suffered uh, significant injuries in March, I didn't expect to get paid off or refunded on the futures Matt, bet in college in, basketball. Injuries, yeah. illness, those things are going to happen. It happens yeah. all the time. I mean, I had, I had a buddy back east who had. Rom uh, at twelve to one for four hundred dollars. He also uh-huh. bet, you know the uh, uh, he he bet the Aval- uh, he bet the uh, the Golden Knights in Game Three. He went to bed and they were losing two to one. He woke up and uh, he <laughs> he's glad he didn't tear his ticket up. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let's talk college football. Chris Andrews opened uh, college conference win totals. Uh, I think he did this Saturday afternoon. We've seen some yeah. moves in the numbers and uh, Brad Powers. Uh, monitored some of these moves on his uh, Twitter account, at BradPower7. He's one of the first guys out here to bet mm-hmm. when you put college numbers up. Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, Utah State, uh, a few of the teams, West Virginia, Minnesota, five of the teams that were bet down from the opening win total. And uh, you helped Chris Andrews with these numbers, correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, it, was a, it was a good exercise. As always, enjoy uh, doing, these, uh, doing these exercises with Chris. We have a good time doing it. And um, again, the process is such that you never hope to come up, especially with every team, the exact same. There's, there's going to be some that are the same. Uh, as an exercise, I would, I'd be concerned if the three of us that put the numbers together uh, all came up with the exact same numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But uh, at the end of the day, 
uh, you take the information, you take the opinions, and somebody's got to make the decision. In this case, it's Chris as the director. He does it, does a ter- terrific job, and puts them up and puts them up for uh, for folks to bet. And they did bet. Uh, the one you mentioned, Matt, uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, did garner quite a bit of interest. We used uh, we opened at six and a half over, actually over minus forty. It now sits at. Uh, Five under, so that's uh, that's the one that moved the most and took the most uh, one uh, one way action so far. That's a pretty significant move. Yeah, it on is. The conference that's a, that's win total. Pretty, yeah, it is. And these are conference wins only, only conference games. Uh, it was something uh, to be uh, a little bit different and um, a little bit of a different handicap as well for some. Yeah, DraftKings put out a week and a half ago or so college uh, season win totals on every team in the country, mm-hmm. but that was for the entire schedule. Okay. These are conference games only. Mm-hmm. I noticed Chris opened Texas at four and a half, and you got some, ex- uh, you got some action on the Longhorns over that number of four and a half. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, bid, uh, they did bet Texas over, Matt. Uh, when, when I look at this, I say to myself, you know, Texas was a, a little bit confusing, right? I mean, it, it, you look at them and, and you, you have such high hopes, but everybody else in the car, you know, some team, teams in the conference – like Iowa State and, of course, Oklahoma, uh, that are far stronger. And I think it's going to take Sarkeesian a little bit of time to uh, to get his kind of players in there and uh, overtake the uh, the other two that I just mentioned. I don't think that was Paul Stone's money, as far as I know, on the Texas over. Paul was not out here, as far as I know. No, I didn't. we didn't see. We saw him uh, for the games of the year Yeah, a couple of weeks back. A lot of college football numbers up here at the South Point Sportsbook. That Chris Andrews has posted in the uh, past couple of weeks. Next, we'll talk about the Belmont race to the wire and the Lakers come into the season like lions and go out like lambs. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now we're back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny, uh, pretty exciting Belmont on uh, Saturday afternoon, a race to the wire. Hot Rod Charlie set a hot pace and uh, was run down at the end. By Essential Quality, the favorite that went off at what, six to five? Six to five, Matt, and uh, Essential Quality, yeah, drew the majority of money. I mean, two to one. It was hard to make money on this race unless you singled Essential uh, Quality up top and your exactas and uh, your tries and your superfectas, so all of your exotics. But yeah, those two, those are blistering pace uh, mm-hmm. at uh, a little over 23. And uh, a great day. It was a great card at Belmont, too, not just, I mean, obviously it highlighted. Uh, by the Belmont, but uh, you know the 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 contenders that we we thought would be there were there, and uh, you know we we saw that uh, when you look at uh, France Godina, who finished last and overtook, those were horses that were in there trying to get I think a piece of the prize money, and look maybe uh, that the, the pace would uh, play to their favor, and they could club it. They they never had a chance. I mean, at the, mm-hmm. once once they uh, once they get to the uh, to the top of the turn. It was it was a two horse race between Essential Quality and uh, and Hot Rod Charlie. So two horses uh, that I used. I didn't think Essential Quality would prevail in the top spot. I did have them there, but uh, not like I said. Unless you singled them, uh, it didn't work out. I had Hot Rod Charlie, Oof. and uh, this is from Horse Racing Nation. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie's half mile time was not only the second fastest mm-hmm. since Secretariat in 1973. Yep. But the second fastest ever recorded in the Belmont Stakes. And uh, when that horse got out to such a hot start, I didn't think Charlie was going to be able to hold on and uh, got run down mm-hmm. at the end. But it was, a, it was a hell of a Belmont race, even though it was not a great betting race. Yeah, Matt, and you know, with eight horses, it's, it's hard, right? You'd, you would hope to have a lot more liquidity in the pool, but you're not going to get it with, mm-hmm. with, a, with a, a favorite that gets bet, bet that heavily. Uh, and again, you know, not only in the whips, the win place and show bets, but uh, even in the exotics. But hey, listen, uh, it was still a good, uh, good, a great day for horse racing in spite of the controversy as well. 
uh, with uh, with Bob Baffert. Uh, everything went well uh, in terms of the systems. All the bets got in. That's always a good thing, too. That's something we always uh, make sure that uh, we address uh, behind the scenes. Uh, sometimes, you know, you get these glitches in uh, in the tote systems. That was not a, not a problem this time. Three Triple Crown races, three different winners. Yeah, this Put year. Put a wrap man. on it. And, yeah. uh, the next big event will be the Breeders' Cup in November. Well, you said essential quality, man. Actually, the next big event, sorry, will be Del Mar having its meet uh, this year in July through early September. going to be interesting, Matt, yeah. to see how. Well, and, of course, you got the Travers as well, right? Uh, but the interesting thing about Del Mar, and, you know, we know that uh, California's had some challenges uh, filling fields. What's going to what's what decision is there is going to be a decision on Bob Baffert, uh, Bob Baffert's mm-hmm. horses uh, for Del Mar. But uh, yeah, the, the next uh, we'll look f- forward to both uh, Saratoga and uh, and Del Mar. All of us, uh, we tend to go down there and get get down there for uh, love to go down weekend. to Del Mar. That's great on the beach in San Diego. OK, let's uh, let's talk Floyd Mayweather. Last night I called Vinny to talk about a couple things. Your wife answered the phone. She said. Yep. Uh, you're, you're taking the trash out. I was. And uh, you just finished scoring the Mayweather-Paul fight, and you were a little exhausted, but you would call me back. Yeah. So you uh, you watched the entire fight last night, and you scored it. Not really. Matt, I was taking the trash out because uh, 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 I, I, I actually won a little side action with the family. I didn't have to do the dishes, which you uh, <laughs> you, you considered to be a major score. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do dishes because I don't have dishes. You don't have any. I know that. Paper plates. No, but uh, yeah. The uh, by the way, there was no betting here on this right. exhibition. Exhibition. Bout. That's right. Floyd so. Mayweather still undefeated, fifty and zero, records intact. You know, he appeared to catch uh, uh, Jake Paul with a right uppercut that looked like Paul was going down. I don't know if you saw the clip. He was going down to the canvas, and Floyd grabbed him, hugged him, held, held him up. <laughs> he did. And so he survived the eight round exhibition last night, uh. and both guys got away with uh, a lot of money. They fleeced the public. Anyway, people were dumb enough to pay to watch fights like this. Uh, good for Mayweather and Paul. Floyd talked about uh, the legalized bank, uh, bank robbery that uh, he staged uh, Sunday night. <laughs> and then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, <laughs> a quick heist, I'm going to let y'all know this. Y'all can say what y'all want to say. At the end of the day, I'm the smart one. Because I don't care if you write good about me, you write bad about me, just keep writing about me. Y'all keeping my, y'all keeping my name out there. Y'all talking about, oh, yeah, Floyd, yeah, they, they, they say, oh, Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. Bank account looks better and better. He's an honest man. Tells it like it is. And the Paul, uh, Paul brothers know how to stage events to uh, make money for them, too. So whatever. I guess the joke's on other people, not on them. But Floyd... Says uh, the patches on his trunks made him $30 million alone for last night's fight, which I can't believe that. But, hey, Vinny, this is the way boxing seems to be headed. We still have some great fights, legitimate mm-hmm. fights out there this summer. But for some reason, people love these exhibition type of uh, events. Well, Matt, you know, at, uh, UFC uh, has, has become so popular and has overtaken boxing when you think about it in terms of, of, of popularity across the board. Uh, and folks get always get a kick out of saying, well, what about, I wonder if, you know, this great boxer, in this case Floyd Mayweather, uh, was paired against, you know, a great uh, mixed martial artist. And look at at Mayweather uh, and McGregor. McGregor. Still, that was a boxing match. I actually like that. I admit I like that. That was the biggest bet I've made in the last five years. And the biggest, highest handled boxing event in the history of our state. I mean, when you think about it, so. 
Yeah, that's what people want to see. And if they and if people pay for it, Matt, McGregor's a legitimate a legitimate fighter. Mm-hmm. Now that was not a legitimate boxing match necessarily, but I thought it was a, you know it was a pretty mm-hmm. good event. But you had and, the uh, choice. We had the choice. So if you wanted to pay for it last night, some folks mm-hmm. wanted the entertainment value, and if they did, it's hey. the younger generation. Nobody who's old school is going to tune in to watch Mayweather fight Jake Paul. Uh, but. Uh, the event went off, and those guys made a lot of money, so I'm not going to criticize them. No, good for uh, Especially like Floyd coming back. Hey, he could buy a few new houses and cars and uh, pad his bank account. All right, the Clippers survived, mm. Vinny. Uh, back to the NBA playoffs. Clippers made 23-pointers Sunday, the most in a Game 7 in NBA history. Kawhi Leonard uh, carried the Clips in the final two games. A total of 73 points, 16 rebounds, 12 assists, and 6 steals. That's Kawhi in the final two games. And uh, the Clippers survived the first round pushed by the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic was spectacular throughout the series, and especially yesterday, but not enough. And the, and the Clips move on. How about the road team winning each of the first six games in the series before the Clips finally win game seven? Yeah, you wonder if there was going to be a hometown uh, victory in this uh, series, man. It didn't take place till yesterday, and uh, the Clippers closed six and a half. It's actually where it opened. Um, there was more money on the Clippers yesterday. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I would say overall. I mean, it was pretty decent two-way action, uh, but a little bit more on the Clippers. And, and of course, uh, they bet it under, uh, Matt, if you... Uh, uh, if you can believe oh, that. Flew over 126 yeah. to 111. So yeah. the sharp money under uh, was not in the right spot nope. in yesterday's game. No. And uh, Kawhi and the Clips survived. The other half of the L.A. story, uh, not so good. The Lakers, Ooh. I said, uh, go into the season like lions and go out like lambs. And they were embarrassed on uh, Friday night. The Lakers, uh, two-point favorites at a lot of spots in that game. Anthony Davis started, limped off the court early with yeah. a groin injury. And uh, the Lakers uh, had no shot. They were just run off the court by the Phoenix Suns, 113-100 to on Friday night. How was that game bet? Matt, uh, once once Anthony Davis was announced to play, you know, the public just were like, they were getting like, you know, he wasn't going to be 100%. So they bet, uh, they, 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 they bet the Lakers, uh, uh, you know, the public. But I think, uh, you know, more seasoned betters, professionals, realized he was not going to be 100% and probably wasn't even going to be able to go the entire game. So, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, but it's interesting to, to see what, what's going to happen with the Lakers. Can they, as the rest of the conference continues to get better and younger, obviously, right? I mean, you look at the teams, just look, you've got the Clippers, but, but put the Clippers aside for one second. Look at Utah. Look at Denver. Look at Phoenix. Uh, these are up-and-coming teams in the conference. Uh, you know you know that you're going to get a, a tremendous effort out of Damian Lillard and the, and the Blazers. What are the Lakers going to do with this roster during the offseason? That's going to be interesting to see. Well, first of all, you can't say, well, they have AD and LeBron. That's a lot to build around. Those guys are getting older older and more fragile physically, especially Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lakers just don't have uh, the right pieces around those guys right now. AD played five minutes in that game, and uh, the Lakers end up losing by 13, but they really never in it. Uh, LeBron finished with 29 points, shot three for 10 from three. He didn't really have anyone else step up. Um, Devin Booker, though, he was uh, he was the man for the Suns. 47 points in that series clinching win. 11 rebounds for Devin Booker. He was 8 for 10 from three-point range. And uh, the Suns move on. So let's look at the next round. What do you have for a series prize? Suns and Nuggets. And uh, Phoenix is going to be a favorite of a little, about 2-1 to one or a little bit more. Yeah, Matt, right now they're 2-1, to one, but they did open to, as 240 and, and plus $2. And, again, that's also – so a lot of times when you see these prices, 
And you'll say, wow, that seems to be high, and that's why they bet, uh, they bet the dog here. Well, again, there's a little bit of liability with the Suns in terms of the future book. So let's remember that in the last couple of months, the Suns became an extremely popular team to not only bet in games, but to, to, to look at in futures. So you don't mind taking a little bit of Nuggets money here so you have the Suns going for you a little bit uh, to, uh, to mitigate some of that uh, uh, future exposure. All right, how about the – I think this is going to be a great second-round series uh, with the Clippers and the Jazz. And the Jazz are my pick to win the West. JVT mm-hmm. is on the Clippers. Uh, where do you have the series price right now in L.A., Utah? Uh, we've got uh, the Jazz, $1.45, Matt. Uh, this will be uh, going to be a fun series to watch, plus 125 on the Clippers. Uh, are the Clippers continue, going to continue to do well on the road? And can they win a home game besides, uh, <laughs> besides a, uh, a game, game seven? seven. Uh, they won the game seven they had to have. Yep, to get here. Uh, so so 45-25. Jazz top seed in the West. Clippers are number four seed. We'll talk a lot more NBA second hour. John Annick's going to join us too. Great UFC commentator and play-by-play guy. And uh, Vinny gives his tribute to Coach K. And now we're oh, just kidding. That's not going to happen. All right, quick break. B-CIN, the Sports Betting Network. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.